Allison, what is this like for you? Because so many people have questions for you, and somehow, some way, your mind, body, and soul has got to come up with an answer. <laughs> it's been great. I am so happy to be talking to you. What is the average day like for someone who's on NBC's The Voice? Because we all assume on this mm. screen that that you're just showing up for a three-minute song. The rest of the time, you're probably at an In-N-Out Burgers. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes we get it, we go to in and out, but I, uh, you know, it's a lot of hard work and prep that goes into those three minutes. It's, I really want the song to be in muscle memory so that by the time you are on that stage in an extremely overstimulating environment, you're still able to perform at a high level. So a lot of prep, I really try and take care of myself, get enough sleep, exercise and staying all day long to practice so yeah that's kind of how it goes man you bring up a very important part there getting enough sleep because i mean even as as a as a podcaster and as a broadcaster i mean our voices are everything but if you're tiring that monkey out it's not going to show up absolutely sleep has been so critical for me i found that i'm just not performing it at at the highest level i could be if i'm not resting and taking care of myself and you know that also includes not jam packing every day back to back to back to back from sun up to sundown. Of course, some days are inevitably like that and I love what I do. So that does happen, but I found that, you know, taking rest throughout the week really is important and makes a big difference. Do you find yourself being a modern day pioneer of music because you've gone from Motown, Detroit to Nashville, which is more than Mm. just country music nowadays. I mean, it it seems like the whole world is going to Nashville. Very much so. Nashville is really has country roots, which I really admire for the storytelling. I love country legends. I mean, hello, Reba, of course. But, uh, you know, Nashville's completely blown up to um, expand pop and so many other genres. So, yeah, I feel like so blessed to be able to be in these musical environments. I mean, growing up in Detroit, Motown was such a huge influence for me. Um, ton of incredible music in Detroit and still there's a great scene mm-hmm. over there um, and then yeah started performing in Nashville after that and expanded my horizons even further and now of course living in Los Angeles a whole other scene out here there's I mean rock and R&B and of course amazing pop music I'm, I'm in the pop scene out here so it's just I feel so grateful to be surrounded by such incredible musicians. Well, see, that's what I've always loved about Los Angeles is the fact that you can go one block and everything changes. Go another block. Oh, my God. New sound. Oh, me too. No, I love it. It's everything. Yes. And I love that for, you know, not just the music, but the food and the shops and everything. It's like I can just, you know, feel like I'm in a different city just driving a little bit of a distance. So I love that about L.A. Yeah, my daughter graduated from UCLA, so therefore we spent a lot of time in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. So I always tell people, don't buy the food on the main drag. Get off the road and go go get the real authentic stuff. Oh, my gosh. The best food is the street tacos, the street burritos. (laughs) Literally, like, the best ever. You can get them all night. It's because L.A. isn't like New York. L.A. food closes a little bit earlier. So the best food to get if you're hungry at like midnight 
is by far the street taco for sure. One of my favorite things to do is to talk with musicians that that are really pushing hard to be to be known from the Los Angeles area because I believe that there is a mm-hmm. movement that's building. We just haven't popped it yet. What is it going to take? Is it going to be TikTok? Is it going to be iHeart or even Spotify? Because radio is still geared into being very heavily programmed. How are we going to pop this next music yes. genre? You know, that's such an interesting question. And I think truly what fir- what it first comes down to is believing what you're saying, believing in your music, believing in yourself. I've found that the momentum really starts there. No matter what medium you're using to tap into that, if I'm not connecting to my music, if I'm not fully believing and pushing so hard in what I'm doing, the momentum doesn't grow. Now, of course, TikTok was the way that a lot of artists were getting really big, really fast. And I think that still is a medium. I ultimately think it'll be a mixture. Radio getting behind artists, TikTok helping artists grow their platform and letting more people see it. But I think one of the struggles with virality is you can have a moment, but how do you build an audience that's going to stick with you for the long haul? And I really think it does take a lot of different avenues, touring and seeing people in person throughout the whole country. Um, You know, I really think there's not just one magic secret to tapping into it, but I think a lot of different platforms working together. And of course that belief in yourself that use something powerful to share with the world. Well, I love what's happening to the music industry today only because it puts the artist back in control. Yes, you're running your own merchandise uh, yes. department. And, and I, I love that because to me, it's like being in the garage band and all I want to do is I just need a performance. Let me go out there and figure out where we can play. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so true. it's like I um, actually studied music business in college. It wasn't my major, but I did minor in it. And I think there's so much empowerment to I I know everything about what's going on with my music career. I've designed the website. I've thought about the colors. I've Mm -hmm. thought about the fonts. I uh, make the set list. I email the venues at this point. I don't have a booking agent. So I'm looking at every venue and like thinking, is my music a good fit for this? And working with the booking person. And of course that takes tremendous effort, but also at the same time, what a blessing that I get to be in control not only creating the music, but I feel like I've had greater success because the messaging of what people are getting is so authentic and so true to myself because I'm the one putting it out there. So there's not, you know, whenever you look at my Instagram, my website, everything is so authentic to me because, you know, I'm the one that's gotten to be in the driver's seat. Well, you've got so much competition these days and, and in the way of that, a lot of these, these clubs that were people once had live music, you know, they want the YouTube sensation in there because they know it's going to instantly sell out and they're going to sell a lot of Pepsi and right. Coke. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's competition. That's keeping you away from that live stage, which I think is the reason, one of the reasons why here in Charlotte, we, our grocery stores have live music on Thursday nights. That's amazing. Wait, I love that. It, it just it connects Very people cool. to live music and 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 to and to me community yeah. community is everything when it comes to music me too me too and that's really what i hope for as an artist is every time you come to my show to feel safe and warm and present in that moment and just be a part of the community that's gathered there because music is truly one of the best ways if not 
truly the best way for us to build connection, not only with ourselves, but with each other. So I completely agree with you. Community is everything. Well, we've got a full circle moment here in the way that uh, um, 31 years ago, the night before I got married to my wife, I was at the Steve Miller concert and you performed with Steve Miller. Yes, I did before I did open for Steve Miller. That's crazy. Yes, I, um, you know, I was actually 13 when I opened for Steve Miller in Detroit. Yeah, and I sang my own original music, and um, it was one of the coolest moments ever. Um, I had so many people, you know, my parents brought all their friends. I had so many amazing supporters come, and it was such an amazing moment. And I, it also just... I grew up performing. So performing really was my first love. And I, to have so many amazing opportunities throughout my career, especially at such a young age, really affirmed that this was what I should be doing as an adult and doing it long-term. It's just, um, just that, that bug that I caught when I was a little kid just has continued to grow. Don't you love how down to earth these rock heroes are? I mean, we all have these moments where you get to go and be with one of your heroes. Like I was the pitcher against Michael Bolton's softball team. And, and it's like, it's like, so to this, and then when I talked to him uh, about it on, on the, in an interview, I mean, he brought it up like, like it just happened yesterday. I'm going, Michael, I was just a jock on a radio, man. How can you remember this moment? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, I just think these musicians that I've looked up to, I mean, we'll get to it, I'm sure, but Reba, I mean, to work with her and she was just everything I could have dreamed of and beyond. It's like these uh, these musicians are just people. Um, and it's been such a joy to be able to meet so many of them and work with them. I'm going to show you how old I am. Coin Radio, Billings, Montana. And I get this new record from Lonnie Bell, who was my program director. He says, put this one on because she's a new artist. And I said, I said, who is it? Reba? Reba? Is that how you say it? And he goes, Reba. <laughs> so I, I've, been as, I've been in radio as long as Reba has been, been played on the radio. Incredible. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. We, we didn't know who she was. And, that, and that's the thing about it. It was also during the age of Alabama coming into the music industry. And, and it's, there, there was such an evolutional change that was taking place. And so to see how you're with Reba today, she's bringing all of that experience and she's planting it yeah. in your future. It's, it's unbelievable. She was truly, I mean, she has been the best mentor ever. Yep. Um, and... I think her wisdom, not only of the music industry, but of business, she's an incredible actress and entrepreneur and she does everything. I just think that wisdom has inspired me so much. And uh, yeah, she's definitely inspiring a whole new generation of musicians. And I'm so grateful to be one of them that's gotten to personally work with her. Don't you think that the one message that she has proven is don't settle for you because you think that you're only this. You are more than just you. Yes. Yes. She, the purpose that she puts behind every word, every action, every thing that she does in her career is absolutely inspiring. She's taught me to believe in myself, Mm -hmm. stick up for myself. And that's absolutely what I needed. It's a really difficult industry to be in. It's really easy to compare yourself to other people. I live in a you know music mecca, if you will, where there's artists on every corner. And I think being able to believe in yourself and hold your own is a really underrated skill. And she's really instilled that in me. 
showing me that, you know, there's only one you. So the more you can be authentic to yourself, the greater success you'll have because people will really connect with that. You know, your, your parents opened up the door with the guitar. I'm so jealous of that because every time I wanted to pick up a music <laughs> instrument, my dad would always say, yeah. it's either bowling or it's music. Which one do you want? And he, 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 mm. he didn't want me to have more than one thing. So, but I'm very jealous of you that you have yeah. the support of your parents. There have been, I mean, I'm so blessed. They're truly the most supportive parents. They drove me to every gig. Hmm. They, you know, got me lessons when I was younger. They, you know, I wasn't ever on a travel sports team, but they drove all around the state of Michigan to random corn festivals. I played at a blueberry festival. I played at, you know, everything under the sun, you name it. They drove me to Nashville. They took me to New York. Um, and then, you know, they also really encouraged me to move to LA as an adult, which it was really hard. You know, my whole family's in Michigan and they never once said, don't do it, we'll miss you. And of course they miss me, we're so close, but to have them be by my side at every step has just been unbelievable. Making those trips on the road, right away I'm starting to think of, uh, of Ario Speedwagon because their father would drive them around in that <laughs> old station wagon. What was the car that you guys drove in? Gosh, we had a Dodge Grand Caravan silver <laughs> car from, I think it was like a 2003 or something like that. And uh, yeah, and we would take that everywhere to every gig. You know, it also fit guitars and equipment. And yeah, and we'd t- we'd so stereotypical Midwest, just, you know, our family in a minivan driving to all these gigs. So, so now, one, yeah. of, one of the things that I've noticed a lot about lately is that a lot of, well, I'm because I'm blessed with the opportunity to talk with heavy metal bands. A lot of these heavy metal bands yeah. are moving up into Ohio and, and into the country lands of Michigan because they believe that that's where their current calling is. What It's almost like it's a switch back to the old days. What's, what's happening there? Are mm-hmm. you feeling that at all? You know what? There's a huge metal scene in Michigan and there's festivals with metal, like a ton of metal artists. I also think Michigan is such a serene, beautiful place. And not only does it have music history because it's so rich in music history, but it also is just a really wonderful place to live. And so as an artist to be able to have a combination of city, because in Detroit, it really is um an urban area it's really built out but then just drive you know an hour and then you really can have some a lot of land a serene area so i really think it is an ideal place to live um just in general but metal is moving to michigan the fans are there um i've seen it and it's really an interesting observation because i've I've noticed that as well. I always love those heavy metal artists because when you're listening to their music, they're screaming so loud, you can't understand a word they're saying, but you get them on the phone and they go, hey, dude, what's going on? It's like, no, this is not the same person. (laughs) Right. It's like, it's just a dude. Like, you know, just, but I guess, you know, you just have to, they must just switch into a different mode, which, you know, I guess all artists do. I feel like once you're on that stage, you have to just be transported into that, that moment. And then, you know, you just, Go by your life and you, do whatever else. You're so right about that because I call that going through a transition because when I, when I do a live performance, I have to become Arrow. And because Arrow is, you know, he, yeah. in, in his own mind, body, and soul is this person. Now be that person and make that connection. Absolutely. It's, it's just tapping into, it's yourself, but yeah. just a different part of yourself. Um, not that it's, 
different from who you really are. But, but yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, you got to gear up because it's a lot of times too, especially in a high state situation, like, you know, for me, the voice, it's really, I, you really have to get into that zone. It's almost like a, like meditating before and just getting Mm -hmm. locked in, like, like athletes would in a way too. Same kind of thing. So what is it like being one of very few people, 24 seasons on NBC's The Voice, you, and, and sitting in your front row are four of the biggest entertainers of all time. I mean, they, they, they paid basically their lives to be in <laughs> <Yeah>. that front row. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, that was the craziest part of it all was during the blind, they're all turned around and you know they're there, <laughs> but you can't see any of them. And it's like, are they there? I don't know. Of course, you know they're there. But it's like, I mean, to be able to have four icons, four people I've looked up to, know who I am, listen to me sing, give me incredible feedback. Yep. And I mean, it's just the opportunity of a lifetime. I feel so grateful I got on the show. I can't believe it. And I just think it was so meant to be. I think it was absolutely the next step for me in my career and it's just I mean there's no other way to describe it it's crazy to have them know who I am and have them work with me I mean as the viewer I feel like I'm cheating on you Allison in the way that I can see their facial expressions before they spin those chairs around and it's like man I'm cheating on Allison I'm 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 her biggest fan here Uh, turn around (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy it's you know what it's a crazy process um but you know and also as the singer when Reba turned for me you have to keep singing. Yes. So even yes. though this huge rush of adrenaline went through my body, the first thought was, oh my God, she just turned around, keep singing well. Like, you know, because you have to stay locked in, but it's insane because there she is staring at you. And the other thought I had was, oh my God, you're on the voice. And I really just tried to stay present in that moment because I knew it was only 90 seconds long and I had to just stay locked into the song. So, um, it was a crazy moment. I, mean, I dreamed about it that night because it was so much for me. Like, it was so much input to my brain that I couldn't get over it. I literally dreamed about it that night. So. Wow. Where can people go to find out more about you? And if you've got a swag or if you've got merchandise, let's get that stuff sold. Let's get it into the hearts of, of people that, yeah. that become big time fans. Well, thank you so much. I am releasing new music soon. You can check it out. My website is allisonalbrecht.com. My Instagram is at Allison Albrecht and same on TikTok, Facebook, every other platform. And you can also look me up on NBC.com just to make sure yes. you've got um, all my links are there. You can look out my bio. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for everybody to hear the new music. Um, I've got some videos coming out at the end of the month. So definitely stay tuned. I'm really looking forward to you know, connecting with everybody more. Oh, please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much. I would absolutely love to. It was such a pleasure talking to you this morning. Will you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.